0: Uh, My name's Mike, Um, so I'm here on the team at Cardiff North, Um, I've got three little kids, you might have seen uh, me running around with three little kids, Um, Bella's seven, Noah's four, and Zach, he's just, uh, he's going to be two in September, little monkey. Um, (laughs) So myself, um, I'm a teacher, um, and I'm married to Rachel, sat at the front, in fact we've been, in two weeks' time now, we've been married 12 years, so... uh, (laughs) I know I don't look old enough. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, exciting. Um, And a Welsh-born and bred, I'm a Cardiff boy. So, that's enough about me anyway. Let's get started. So, last week, um, Ian finished a series on Nehemiah. It's been a fantastic series, and we've been looking at it the past about six weeks, two months or so. Um, But today, I've been given three run. So, we could have watched a DVD if I knew, but... uh, (laughs) No, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a teacher. No, it's the last one. Um, so, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I've been given free run this morning to talk about what's been on my heart um, before we have a small break for the summer. So today I'm excited to talk to you about the passage when Jesus walks on water and calms the storm. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, so one of my favorite characters in the Bible is Peter. Now, I think because he's so relatable, it reminds me a bit of my own life. One moment, he's passionate, and he's on fire, and he's following Jesus wholeheartedly, and the next minute, something happens, he loses faith, and he's on a bit of an up-and-down journey, and I think we can all probably relate to that with how his faith goes up and down. You know, um, I find him relatable in my own personal life with God, um, and so that's I just absolutely love Peter, and I'm sure you can relate too. You know, it's been on my heart quite a lot lately about how we travel through storms in life. So often I try to find my life um, or try to do life in my own strength and fail to invite Jesus into my chaos. And uh, so often wonder why things end up going wrong. You know, and this story encourages us about how Jesus wants to live life with us. And journey through the storms that life brings us. You know, it's, it's a very simple message I want to share with you today, and it's maybe one that you've heard many times before, you know, but it's so important to remind us of this message. It's simply this, Jesus is with us through the storms that we face. So let's open the Bible and let's have a look at this passage. It's Matthew 14, verse 22 to 23. No, to 33. (laughs) Now, if you don't have your Bible, it will appear on the screen behind us. Um, Just a bit of context with this, just before I just get started. It's important to know that this um, passage is on the evening that Jesus feeds the 5,000 people. It's at the end of an incredible day. Jesus tells his disciples to get in the boat and to travel across the lake at the end of the day. And he goes off to pray to spend time with his father. So Matthew 14, starting at verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they had climbed into the boat and the wind and died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. You know, what an incredible passage, what an incredible story that we see here. You know, from reading this passage, I believe there are four simple lessons that we can reflect on to get us through the storms of life. The first lesson is, we're just going to reflect back on verse 22 to verse 25. If I just reread that bit again, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up onto the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. It was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. My first lesson, lesson one, is this. Jesus meets us in the storm. When Jesus saw that the disciples were in a storm, he went to be with them. You know, Jesus has gone up the mountain, he's gone to pray. And the disciples had been sent out on this lake, and they were traveling across this lake. They were fishermen, they could handle bad weather, they could handle traveling across the lake during the evening and the night. But this was bad the wind was against them, they'd been out there a number of hours. By the time it was fourth watch, this would have been about 3 to 6 a.m. in the morning, or the middle of the night. They were about three to four miles out into the middle of the lake. It was dark. The boat probably had no roof to go and hide in. The wind and the waves were crashing against them. You can just imagine it. In the middle of the night it's dark. They're getting terrified. The waves are coming in. They're getting splashed. They're probably cold. They were probably full of doubt at this point. Can you imagine, they had such a high in the day, they'd fed 5,000 people, they probably thought that was their own glory doing that, and then suddenly, it's the middle of the night, they're trapped in a storm, and they are full of doubt. You know, just from one high to one low, the ups and the downs. They were probably feeling exhausted, they were tired, they probably even had anger towards Jesus. Why did you send me out into this storm tonight? You know, I don't know about you. If you've ever been on a, a ferry or been out in a storm, I've been done lots of ferry trips in my life. But I remember there's one which stands out. I was in university, I was doing a geography degree, and so we were doing lots of fieldwork trips. And uh, we went out to West Wales, and we had to go in this boat and travel out around this island where we would better be taking observations of the island and the sea life and the different creatures and stuff. And uh, this was just, yeah, it wasn't even a storm, to be honest but it was just windy, and the waves were smashing against this boat. It was a big boat because there was about 40 of us on there, and the captain and the crew or whatever he had with him, but it wasn't a huge boat, but the wind was howling. The waves were crashing against the boat. The boat was going up and down, up and down, and I'm pretty good. I'm not someone who gets seasick, but you know what? Once the first person got sick on that boat (laughs) and they threw up, and then the sick was running down the deck. It was like a, a domino's effect going around the boat, you know. I don't think there was many people who hadn't been sick by the time we pulled back into harbor. Now, <laughs> you know, being in a storm is not a nice experience, is it? How often, when we go through trouble, do we forget about God? Do we begin to panic? Does fear cripple us? Do we lose sleep? Do we worry? Do we become closed off from those around us? You know, what does this mean to me, this story? You know, I was, when I was preparing this, you always want to think of a story. And I was thinking, like, what story can I tell about possibly something going on in our own life? And I was just reflecting, I was chatting to Rach. And uh, we were talk, just thinking about our holiday. We've been saving all year for this holiday. We booked up to go to Egypt. Um, We'd never been to Egypt. We were really looking forward to it. So last summer, we decided this is what we want to do next summer. We booked it up with Tui Thompson, and we've been saving, paying off a bit each month. We paid it off about four or five months ago now. Really excited, looking forward to this holiday. One month ago, we had an email off Tui, not even a phone call. And they said, sorry, your hotel is no longer safe. Um, We've had to move your hotel. Now, we had a quick... First of all, we panicked, we like, oh my gosh, what's happened? Um, and then we, f- we, like, we chose this hotel for a number of reasons. Um, yeah, it was nice, it was all-inclusive, not bragging there, but it was a really nice hotel. <laughs> Most importantly, actually, had a kids' club. <laughs> like, yes. And a bit of a water park for the kids to go in. It was, like, it was all sorted. And they've moved us. We're like, oh, what have they moved us to? Does it have a kids' club? That was the (laughs) first one to come come to mind. Anyway, so we looked on, and actually, it was a stunning hotel. It upgraded us. Now, this was like a dream come true. We put on the family WhatsApp, look what's happened to us, not too bad. And then, but we were going with friends. This was the most important thing. We were going with friends, our children's godparents. They got two little children, too. So we contacted them. They said, have you looked? Have you noticed you've been changed hotels? They're like, what? Went on, found out. They're like, yeah, are we in a nice hotel? They're like, yeah, stunning, isn't it? What's the name of your hotel? Realized they were 30 minutes away. So we're like, oh, well, we planned this hotel to be with our friends, and they're going to be like 30 minutes away. So we were like, what are we going to do? So we contacted, I'll be honest, we left it to the ladies. They have been on, on the case. It was a bit of panic that week, um, a, bit of, a few sleepless nights, but Rach and Janine were on it. They were sorting it back and forth, and they couldn't get us in a hotel together in Egypt. So they gave us a number of options. They said, right, we'll give you a full refund with £10 compensation per person. We're (laughs) like, that's going to do a lot. (laughs) Um, Or they said, find another holiday somewhere else, and we're sending it. So the girls were on it. They sorted it and sorted it. They found somewhere in Turkey. And to be fair, it's a really nice hotel. All right? And so we're going to Turkey. And this was my story I was going to tell you up until a week ago. And I thought, you know what? That's our storm that we've been going through. And then suddenly, it's like I'm preaching on storms. This storm gets a little bit worse. Because last Sunday or Saturday, Noah comes out with chicken pox. So he's our middle boy. He's four years old. Now, you know that we can't fly on the plane if he's covered in spots. So we're like, right, will his spots be healed up? Thankfully, they've all scabbed over most of them are gone. But that means Zach, he's never had chicken pox. So he's going to come out of Chicken Park. So we're like, it's been a waiting game. Every day we strip him off. We search him. Has he got a spot? (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully, he hasn't come out of a spot yet. We're like, if we can get on that plane, (laughs) we don't mind if he comes out in spots in (laughs) Turkey. So and then on Wednesday... He just hit rockets with this temperature, like the spots are coming out. Well, the temperature got so high, we took him to the doctors. It was 41 degrees, which is really high. And they admitted us to hospital. So we then spent Wednesday night in hospital with Zach. I'm at home with Noah, who's got chicken pox. It comes out that he's got a viral infection, and his ears begins to pour with wax, and he's on antibiotics. So we're like, these boys trying to... So this storm that we're in now, I tell you, this week talk about losing a bit of sleep, a few tears, it's all come on with this, with what's going on in our life. You know, you might be thinking, Mike, it's only a holiday, all right? You know, it's, life is not ending, you know, and you may feel that you were caught in a much more serious storm, all right? It could be something with your home, your mortgage, your relationship, or your marriage. It could be something to do with parenting or illness, or bereavement, you know, whatever your storm that you are in, the pressures in those, in a storm are hard and they are difficult. The first thing I just want us to remind us of is that the first lesson we can take here is that Jesus will meet us in the storm. You know, Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. He does not abandon us. All right. Jesus is with us in the storm. The second lesson I want us to have a look at from this story is from verse 26 and 29. So if we just recap this, it says, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water and came towards Jesus. My second lesson is this. Jesus gives us courage in the storm. Knowing Jesus is with us gives us courage to make it through the storm. You know, how would this make the disciples feel? Jesus is walking towards them. The disciples are terrified. But Peter steps out of the boat with this heroic act of courage. You know, let's just think about those disciples a moment. They were terrified. They, they think they're seeing things. They think it's a ghost. Are they hallucinating? Their faith has plummeted. They've lost all their faith from that incredible day that they've had. They were on a complete high a couple of hours ago, and now they're on a complete low. You know, in the midst of the storm... Which of the disciples do you find yourself relating to? Do you find yourself relating to Peter or do you find yourself relating to the other disciples? You know, when the storm comes your way, do you act terrified or do you step out of that boat? Do you try to draw closer to God or do you push God further away? Do you blame God or do you seek God for help For our own mistakes. Do you crumble or do you stand firm on the word of God? You know, I love the bravery that Peter shows, and I believe that God wants us to be braver, to place our faith in God, not on our own earthly strength. You know, Peter defied the laws of gravity as he seeks to draw closer to God. When Peter realizes it's Jesus coming towards him and it's not a ghost, his faith has lifted. You know, he is no longer afraid. In fact, he is so filled with faith that he asks Jesus, if it is you, then let me come towards you. Peter sees Jesus and then he steps out of the boat. He begins to walk on water. What an incredible thing this is. You know, so just this lesson too that I see from this passage is this. Peter knew Jesus was with him in the storm. And this gave him courage. You know, Jesus will give us courage to make it through the storm. My third point I want to bring out from this is in verse 30 to 31. It says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. He said, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? You know, lesson three is this. He won't let us drown in the storm. When Peter's eyes are on Jesus, he walks on the water. And when he takes his eyes off Jesus, he begins to sink. But Jesus reaches out his hand and he grabs him. you know, how must Peter be feeling at this point? He's in this storm. He stepped out to the boat. The waves are crashing against him. He must have water splashing in his face. He must be able to taste the salt. You know, he must be getting distracted by all the noise, the thunder, the the crashing of the waves, you know, and amongst all this, he begins to lose sight of Jesus. Jesus. You know, is it the waves become too high? Is it the sound? Is it the wave splashing? You know, it's going to be pretty easy in that storm to lose sight. And at this point, Peter begins to sink. And while he's sinking, he cries out. He shouts. Is that, he must be thinking, can anyone hear me out in this storm, in these waves? He must be thinking, I'm about to die. But Jesus reaches out and he grabs him. You know, how many of us feel like Peter? So often we try to do the right thing, even the correct thing, but we fail. Peter was the only one out of the disciples willing to step out of the boat to have that step of faith. You know, when Peter is focused on Jesus, he forgets about all the distractions around him. And he walks on water But when he focuses on the distractions and the waves and the wind, he loses sight of Jesus and he begins to sink. It is so easy in the storms of life when all around us seems to be falling apart. And we seem to be losing control that we take our eyes off Jesus. Can you imagine just for a moment? Can you imagine if Jesus just let Peter drown? (laughs) Can you imagine doing that? It'd be a shocker, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You took your eyes off me. Gone with you. But no, Jesus wouldn't do that. He would never do that. And he reaches out his hand and he grabs him and he pulls him up out of the water. You know, when we lose sight of God, he does not lose sight of us because He is faithful. And there's a, a verse, Psalm 37, verse 22 to 24, and it says this. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with His hand. And that kind of sums up this passage, doesn't it? You know? I take comfort from knowing that God, that my God, will not forsake me, He will not abandon me, He will not let me go. You see it in people's lives who don't know Jesus. When the storm comes and life falls apart, they lose all of their hope. Where do they find their courage and their strength to stop them drowning in the sea of troubles, in the chaos that can surround them? But this is what this lesson teaches us. Jesus will always reach out and grab us, and he'll throw us a lifeline. He won't let us drown So just summing this up, lesson three, Peter knew Jesus was with him in the storm. He knew Jesus would not let him drown. And Jesus is with you too. My final point, my final lesson from this passage is this. In verse 32 to 34, it says, And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Lesson four is this. Jesus brings peace in the storm. You know, Jesus comes aboard. The storm stops. The disciples simply bow down and worship him. When Jesus entered the boat, the wind died down. When Jesus is allowed into our lives, he can bring peace. When we commit our storm and our chaos and our problems to Jesus, he will bring peace. And at this point, all the disciples worshipped him. They fell to their knees and they worshipped him. They were left with no doubt at this point. Truly, you are the son of God. Jesus has never failed me. And whenever I have been in a storm and reached out to Jesus, he has brought me through. Time and time again, God has brought me through storms in my life. Time and time again, I've seen God's blessing on our lives. You know, when I just look back and I just think about this, <laughs> I say this: our holiday would we'll be going, we've been going through. You know, it's been a bit chaotic, but I know God is in control. You know, and our boys might be unwell this week, and. It, harvest thinking, you know, are we going to get on this holiday? Are we not going to get on this holiday? Is the holiday going to be delayed? Is they going to come ill on the holiday and come out of chicken pox? You know, God's in control. And amongst other, that that is simply what gives me peace is I know whatever outcome is going to be, we're going to be okay. Because God is in control. And I have that faith and I have that peace because Time and time again, I've seen God in control in my life. When things have been out of the ordinary, when things around me have gone wrong, when I've seen terrible things happen to my family and people I care about, I see that God is in control. And it's on that that my faith is built. It's on that I can trust in God. You know, it's so important to remember that storms will come. This won't be the last, all right? There's always storms coming through. But by being a Christian or knowing Jesus doesn't mean storms won't come. Sometimes the water will be still, but for other seasons we will face storms. Storms are only for a season of our life. The truth is we can get through a storm with Jesus by our side the most amazing thing about being a Christian is to know that Jesus brings peace, he calms the storm and as seen in this story Jesus leads Peter back into the boat the waves died down the winds stopped the air is calm and the disciples bow down and worship him you know what does this look like in my own life you know Jesus' peace in my life, it prevents me from getting angry. It prevents me from rowing with my wife. It prevents me from taking it out of my children. I acknowledge that Jesus is in control. You know, and instead of worrying and losing sleep, I take a back seat. I have committed it to God. I try to wholeheartedly believe that God is in control. The right outcome will happen. You know, this is not easy, but this is how things change. The more you trust God, the more you give to God in life and believe that he is in control, the more peace that that brings. You know, all storms come to an end and we can bow down and we can worship. We can give thanks because Jesus is always by our side. So, just in summary, there, lesson four remember Jesus brings peace in the storm. He is with you and He will calm your storm. So, just summing up those four points that we've looked at this morning. Number one, Jesus meets us in the storm. Lesson two, Jesus gives us courage. Lesson three, Jesus will not let you drown. And finally, lesson four Jesus brings peace in the storm. You know, in a moment, we're going to have some time to respond. And perhaps you feel like you're in the middle of a storm yourself. And you need reminding of some of these truths. Maybe it has been easier for you to focus on the storm and to focus on Jesus. Now, in a moment, we'd love to stand alongside you and to pray with you. But just before we do, I'm just going to read a poem. One night, I dreamed a dream. And as I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to me and one belonging to my Lord. And after the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand and I noticed that at the many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and the saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and the most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and your testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Peter knew Jesus was with him through the storm. And knowing that Jesus was is with us, can help us to get through the storms in our own lives. So if you're able to stand, let's stand.